Good morning. Welcome, everyone, to our next episode of Sunday Prep. Jim, how are you doing today? Morning, Father. Uh, I'm doing well. It's uh, it's been an interesting morning, <laughs> uh, but it's also it's a it's a blessed day today. Today we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, October the fifth, which of course is the feast day of Saint Faustina. So for our, our parish school, Divine Mercy Academy, it's kind of a major feast day for us. So it's a day of celebration and um, you know all good things. So thanks be to God. It's a great day. Yes, it is, and uh, it's always to to invoke the, the patron saints. Uh, uh, not only not only for our institutions, but also we truly have our patron saints, right? Uh, either from our name or confirmation. And so uh, those who have received the reward of eternal life, we definitely are need always in their help and strength and support in prayer and interceding for us uh, so that we may remain as they did uh, with God at all times. And you know that we are uh, experiencing. But as always, we are here not to talk about the saints, which they are very important, <laughs> but we are here to meditate upon uh, the word of God, the word that led so many to holiness of life, uh, in all the aspects of life or different aspects of life and uh, different vocations, different ways, but one purpose, holiness, uh, in other words, being with God for all eternity. And today, um, as we meditate upon or reflect upon the readings for this upcoming Sunday, which will be already the 28th Sunday in ordinary time, time goes fast. Uh, our preparation time is coming, coming to this very beautiful feast where we celebrate Christ the King. So it's coming shortly. Uh, so do not lose any moments so you can reflect upon the, the scriptures, okay? But what struck me in our readings for this Sunday is uh, from the second reading. Um, you know, Paul is really the, the guy who speaks to the point. Um, if there is something that I need to, he needs to say, he just says it. And uh, he says it as human being, uh, experiencing human things, but at the same time receiving and strengthening himself in the grace of God. And today he points to, the, to a very important aspect of, of our faith in which we often find ourselves in. And he says right at the beginning uh, this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. He, such is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of chains, like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. That's actually the amazing uh, point of view. Um, and especially like first part, he's speaking of himself, um, uh, like there are moments of his life, his own personal life, that uh, he is experiencing suffering because of what he is doing, or because who he is, or because who who is the person that he believes in, and uh, he speaks to to that very point so clearly. Uh, he feels like he's so tied up in the moments that, uh, and not only not by himself but by others. Um, and uh, I'm to my mind right away come uh, thoughts like our workplaces or kids in the school or any any moments, even in our family, when we have meal together. There are moments, uh, even for myself, I, I will find that, you know, I'm in a way chained by people. Uh, not to say uh, what I believe, uh, not to say uh, so that they will be strengthened, acknowledge uh, a new thing or find it helpful. 
they, they just don't want to listen to it. They just don't want to know it. And they chain me to the corner or chain me with literally in chains, uh, like, like uh, Paul says. So I'm sure uh, we can relate to that very moment of life that where we can we can find ourselves. Um, but until he says, but the word of God is not chained. What does that mean? Should we fight at that very moment? Should we like so persuasive and pushy and do everything possible so that we are forced on people? Uh, the word of God, no, no. The word of God is the word of love the law, the word of care, the word of strength and support. And even in the moments as Paul speaks that he is chained outside, he is not inside, okay? And he is looking on all the surroundings uh, and he is learning on the things that he possibly could do uh, so that not only he will be unchained, but also that the word of God will not bring people to, to feel chained to the point that they will be like, I'm okay. I don't want to hear anything about it. I don't want to know anything about it. He is looking for the ways, but he is not looking on his own strength. Right there, he is pointing to God. His word is not chained. He, this word always speaks to the person who was chosen to, to speak, to proclaim, but also to those who are about to hear where the grace of God opens the heart. So, uh, in other words, how can we see the, the word of God? Not to ever give up, even in the moments when we feel that we should really not say a word. Because God still speaks to you. Because you are still open to hear. As I am open always and try to be open. To hear his word so that I can proclaim it to those people who reject it so badly. Or who, for whatever reason, take one part and reject uh, something else. Why do they do that? What is the reason? What have they experienced that leads them to this conclusion or whatever? There are so many things that we need to take in consideration before making a judgment, before we will change the word of God within us. And not only for others, but also for ourselves. So uh, that's my image that is rambling between my right and left uh, side of a brain uh, and also within my heart. Um, and I'm sure you'll, you'll find this uh, relatable to, to any, any of the moments that you may have experienced with other people, work, uh, school, children as well, or parents. Uh, and so I hope you all see this as not the point of judgment and condemnation, but the strength uh, for yourself so that in other instances you may be able to, to do more. And that's what God is what always wants from us to do to be patient and to be always open for him. But anyway, I'm gonna pass it down the microphone because Jim is uh, always having good thoughts too, so shoot it. <laughs> well, I get, I'll, I'll try. I I um, was struck by um, the very first word that you, that you highlighted here, remember. <clears throat> um, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David, such as my gospel for which I'm suffering, even to the point of chains like a criminal, but the word of God is not chained. I just haven't got uh, thinking, you know, we actually started talking very briefly about St. Faustina and you know, the role of feast days and, um, you know, what a great uh, church that we have that, you know, some people like to think that the Catholic church is you know, kind of sour and glum and you know just this very like mopey <laughs> it's like have you ever looked at the liturgical calendar it's like literally a party every two days there's a giant feast day for somebody like it's great 
Um, you know, obviously there's the Lenten season, which, you know, there's some penance, but whatever, you get my point. Um, and so Faustina is a great person to kind of look to. We want to emulate her life, just like a lot of the saints. And, and Paul too, you know, so when we read about the letters of St. Paul, I think um, one of the things that I do often is, is because Paul is a biblical writer, we kind of look at the, his life as he's just, um, I don't know, like it's just a character in the background of the Bible. And so we hear the scripture and yes, it's, it's the Lord speaking, the Holy Spirit speaking through the, the, the words of the Bible. Um, but the life of Paul is really interesting to consider, especially with these words that we're, we're hearing from the second reading. Because Paul is a great example of somebody who went through some really terrible situations. In fact, I think it's in, um, I want to say it's in 2 Corinthians, he describes, you know, like a long list of like, you know, here's all the terrible things that have happened to me. I've been shipwrecked. I've been imprisoned. I've been tortured. I've been kicked. I've been laughed at. Like all these terrible things. But he doesn't say them to brag. He says them to say like, but I do them for the love of God and to proclaim Christ crucified and him risen from the dead. And there's something really encouraging. And all right, so what does all this mean? Back to the word remember. Um, I think when we hear the word remember, uh, I think it can have different meanings for us. I think for, uh, you know, one simple meaning would be like, I remember my first grade teacher. <laughs> like, oh, Mrs. Hubbard, how are you doing out there? Like, okay, I remembered her name. I remembered some details of her life or our relationship when I was six or something. Great. That's one kind of way of remembering. Another kind of remembering would be like a remembering that causes action. Like I need to remember to like go home to my family this afternoon. Like, oh, I need to, oh, time. I need to go. I remembered I, my family's, I need to move. I, there's an action that summons after that remembering. And, um, and I think that's the kind of remembering that Paul is is maybe stirring up here in this word. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David, and then going on from there. Um, I think we tend to put Jesus and the reality of his crucifixion and his death and his glorious resurrection into the first category of remembering. Like, oh yeah, I remember it like it's a thing I learned and it's a thing that's over there. Like, oh sure, I um, whatever, I'll put it on the calendar, we celebrate Easter. Fair enough. Okay. Um, but I think Paul's kind of maybe he's trying to stir up something more um, active about this remembering. Like, remember this reality of Christ raised from the dead. And that's going to demand something of us. It demands a kind of response, um, an act of faith. How am I going to now live with this call to mind? Like, I don't just remember it as it's just a static, impersonal fact. But I remember it like it's, yeah, I, my, my wife is waiting for me outside. I need to go outside. Or my children need me right now. Or um, I have a friend in need. Or I, I remember that I have to eat my lunch. Whatever it is, there's a kind of like call to, I need to do something now. Um, and so what is the do something? Well, for Paul um, and for us too, it's to proclaim the gospel, right? And that can take on different shapes and forms. And of course, um, but it, this is why Paul is so great, because Paul has this great sense of remembering in the active sense, remembering to do, remembering to kind of like, I need to go do something and to proclaim the gospel. And, but that's not easy. And it comes with consequences. Now, Paul is, of course, one of the, the greatest missionary in the history of the church, you know, proclaiming to the, the known world, you know, traveling and suffering. But his gospel 
uh, message that he proclaimed resulted in really difficult consequences. And he, and he says here in his uh, second letter to Timothy, even to the point of being in chains like a criminal, he's incarcerated, he's locked in prison. And, you know, prison today is not fun. But prison today is probably like going on vacation compared to prison in the first century. Um, and so he's kind of taking on this, this awful persecution um, because he's remembering Christ and that call to proclaim him crucified, him risen from the dead, because it's that important. It's that, it's that necessary for the world to hear. Um, but that last part, the very last part, Father, which you highlighted, um, we can't forget, right? The, but the word of God is not chained, right? Because for, for me and for you and for Paul, everyone, if we are can summon the courage to proclaim the gospel and whatever that might look like, maybe that's talking to a family or coworker or maybe becoming involved in some sort of ministry or um, maybe just courageously just living out a sacramental life, whatever it looks like, it's going to have some version of change, some version of like consequences or persecutions or sufferings attached to it. Hopefully, please God, we'll never, you know, be actually in prison like Paul, but there's going to be something. <clears throat> but to remember that that God is not chained, that um, just like Paul here, who's, you know, you can imagine him, he's writing this letter from prison and he's in this terrible condition and he doesn't know if he's going to die here or whatever. And from this letter scrolled on, you know, a, a dirty old piece of paper or whatever he's writing on, 2,000 years later, here we are sitting on like in, in my office and run a Zoom call and we're using technology and we're reading the words of a man who wrote this on the dirtiest cell floor in a terrible, like how wonderful the word of God is that it's not restricted. It, so when we proclaim the gospel, there's a sense of like, yeah, we're, we're going to experience a kind of suffering, but God somehow through that is glorified and moves out in, 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 in that message, that wonderful um, gospel truth of Christ crucified and risen um, goes out somehow further. There's kind of a paradox here, but yeah. So maybe that's where, where I'm going, this idea of remembering and kind of, you know, what does that mean for us? Um, you know, remembering to like, let's, let's go, <laughs> like, let's stir to action. Let's, let's get to it. So um, yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's kind of where I guess my, my thoughts are bouncing around to this morning. So. Well, you see the, the word of God is so simple, so simple, but at the same time, so rich. And uh, we learn that every single time we do this and uh, so many times that you've been uh, with us meditating upon the word of God, taking it in a very different matter, like just uh, listening in a church where, th where there is a little bit of limit of time. That's why we are being invited to do so at home when we can sit and spend a little bit more time or the time, whatever we need it for, for doing that. So uh, let us be encouraged by that uh, because the word of God is not changed and we can have it at home and we should have it at home we should have it at any time that we are able to to think about it and uh, unchain uh not the word of god but ourselves so that we may be always able to listen to hear and to to proclaim it so which i wish to jim to myself and of course to all of you because that's what the children do they proclaim they go to share the joy of their parents so god bless you we'll see you all sunday and uh, have a blessed time uh, together with the Word of God. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. <laughs>